us be attentive. Wisdom. The reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Hebrews. Let us be attentive. By faith, Moses, when he was grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to share ill treatment with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. And what more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David and Samuel, and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, received promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched raging fire, escaped the edge of the sword, won strength out of weakness, became mighty in war, put foreign enemies to flight. Women received their dead by resurrection. Some were tortured, refusing to accept release, that they might arise again to a better life. Others suffered mocking and scourging, and even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn in two, they were killed with the sword, they went about in skins of sheep and goats, destitute, afflicted, ill-treated, of whom the world was not worthy, wandering over deserts and mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. And in all these, though well attested by their faith, did not receive what was promised, since God had foreseen something better for us, that apart from us they should not be made perfect. Peace be to you, the reader. Let us hear the Holy Gospel. Peace be with you all. The reading is from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. Let us be attentive. that time, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now Philip was from Bethesda, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and he said to him, we have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. 
Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him and said to him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom is no guile. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? Jesus answered him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God, you are the King of Israel. Jesus answered him, Because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree, do you believe? You shall see greater things than these. And he said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Good morning. Wonderful to see everybody. We're very happy and pleased to welcome uh, Father Hans Jacobsy with us into our midst, a priest of this parish uh, in the early 90s, uh, very influential for me, Father Jason, many people of my age group. When I was a Goyan, I used to come over here from St. George, and Father Hans and his wife, Presidenta Sue, were very influential, even into my college years, running the OCF here at the U of M. And I know many uh, young men who came in contact with Father have now gone on to be priests in our holy church. So we're very happy to have him with us and to offer the homily this morning. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you, Father. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Christ is in our midst. Good morning. We read in the gospel in our gospel reading this morning about the calling of the disciples. I want to clear up a misconception that a lot of people hold, and it's incorrect. And it's this. They think that, oh, they say, the disciples were just pure, were, were simple, unlearned men. Jesus came, and he said, follow me. And they followed him like we should follow Jesus. It's not correct. It's not correct. How do we know this? Listen to what the scripture says. It says, At that time, Jesus decided to go to Galilee, and he found Philip and said to him, Follow me. So far, so good. And Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, Now here's the key passage. Listen up. We have found him of whom... Moses in the law, and also the prophet spoke, Jesus of Nazareth, son of Joseph. They might have been simple men, but they were not unlearned. How would they know that Jesus was indeed the Christ unless they understood first their scripture and their tradition? 
how would they know? They would not know. In fact, what this passage tells us is that they were prepared. Because had they not been prepared, they would not have known that this Jesus who was calling them was indeed the one sent by God. Now, what does that tell us? It tells us this. Don't be ignorant. Don't be stupid. Don't be foolish. Notice, notice that the calling came after their preparation. We can ask them who prepared them. I'll tell you who prepared them. John the Baptist prepared them. The disciples of Christ were prepared by John the Baptist. When John was in the wilderness preparing for his ministry, he had disciples, he had followers. His followers became the disciples of Christ. So the prophet was sent first. The prophet was sent to prepare the disciples of Christ before he even came. And it was then, then, that the calling came. We tend to think, and the reason I bring this up, because the times are getting difficult, and being, quite frankly, a lukewarm, ignorant, comfortable Christian, it's just not going to work anymore. It's not going to work. Those times have passed. We tend to think, as long as our, our, our commitment to, yeah, I'm a believer, and yeah, this, yeah, that, we tend to think that's good enough. But it's not good enough, not anymore. We have to learn. We have to prepare. We have to be educated. We have to be disciplined. We have to eliminate the sin from our life. We have to learn how to really worship. My brothers and sisters in Christ, get ready because you must prepare for this. Because I'm telling you, the times are coming when following Christ will exact a cost and a penalty. It's coming. Prepare, prepare, prepare. Be like the disciples. Be like the disciples. Ready yourselves because there will be men and women called forth to testify of Christ in a society and in a culture that is drowning, that is falling off a cliff, and there will be people who seek Christ but they won't find him unless you and you and you and you and you have the knowledge and the courage to pull them out of the fire. Father, you're being an alarmist. If you think I'm being an alarmist, you are not in touch with the culture. You're not. You're living, you're living in a protective shell and you're not seeing what is happening outside of that shell. 
I deal with young people still. And it's much different than I start than when I started. And it's much different than what it was 10 years ago. I mentor a lot of young men. I mentor men now, I'm getting older. So I mentor men in their 30s. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, people are looking for Christ, but they do not know where to find him. Here's the difference between my generation, the generation immediately under me, and the generation today. When I first started working, and I first started working here at St. Mary's, the guys would mess up. And I'd say, come on, guys, come on. Do what is right. They go, okay, yeah, yeah, Father, we'll do what's right. They knew the difference between right and wrong. The generation after that was more hostile. Was more hostile. It surprised me. These were Orthodox kids, but culture was changing, and they fought back. And I'd have to push back, and I'd have to explain. The generation today doesn't even know if truth exists anymore. They don't. They don't. Now, what is truth? Truth is a person. It's Jesus Christ. Truth is not a set of propositions. It's a person. If you are in communion with him who is the truth, Jesus Christ, he gives you power, he gives you wisdom, he prepares you for what? To go and bring his gospel into the world. To save yourself first, save your family second, and if you're faithful in that, go out and bring the gospel to people who would not hear it if you did not tell him. That's where we're at. That's where we're at. All of us have been called. Understand this. Listen to what I'm saying. It's true, and it's important that we understand it. All of us have been called. You're here for a lot of different reasons. But I'll tell you the primary reason, the reason in your soul, is because the Lord said, go to church. Go to church. But that calling, that calling has to be developed. It's not enough anymore. I'll repeat myself, but only once. It's not enough anymore to say, well, yeah, I'm a Christian, then go and live your life. It, it won't work. It won't work. You will be tested, we'll all be tested, and you'll have to decide whether I'm going to get more serious or whether I'm going to, I'm going to walk away from it. That's what's coming. That's really what's coming. Now, you have been called. You're not here by accident. Everybody goes through the struggle, should I go or shouldn't I go? By the way, settle that earlier in the morning and get here on time. Get here on time. All right? It's worship of the Holy Lord Jesus Christ. That's what we're talking about. It's our Orthodox faith. Within our Orthodox faith, the full measure of the gospel can be apprehended. 
can be understood, can be lived. But discipline yourselves. Discipline yourselves. Resolve that conflict 15 minutes earlier and get here when liturgy starts. All right? And that's not a joke. It's not a joke. If you're serious about your faith, you will understand what I mean. So we're called, the Lord calls us, and the Lord seeks to strengthen us. Our job is what then? Our job is to grow more deeply into our Orthodox faith. As I said, within our Orthodox faith is the full measure of the gospel. But nothing here is automatic. The disciples, before their calling came to go into the world, what? They studied scripture. They knew what the Bible says. Do we? They worshipped. They worshipped according to the rule that the Lord gave them. Do we? You know, the scripture and the worship go together. You know how they go together? They go together like this. Worship is the scripture contextualized. That's what it is. Worship is scripture contextualized. And when you worship and you open your heart and your mind to it, and you begin to comprehend what it is, what you're really doing, then what happens is your communion with your Savior deepens. That's what salvation is, but it's also the preparation for your calling and what it is that he will have you do in this life. So the calling then is something that gets repeated throughout our lives. We're called in our baptism. That's what makes the whole thing possible. But faith increases And as faith increases, responsibility increases. And so the callings repeat themselves, but in new ways and in ever deeper ways. This is what we were created for. To save ourselves and to save others. Today it's fitting that these scripture verses are offered in that we commemorate the defeat of the iconoclasts. People who held ideas that in the end, and if they were implemented and believed fully, would have killed the Orthodox faith. It was a very, very serious struggle, and it's not an exaggeration at all to say it was a struggle between life and death. Christian civilization faces things like that. It's faced it in the past, and it will face it in the future. What is it that preserved the faith? What preserved the faith was the work of educated men and women, courageous men and women, faithful men and women, that stood up against the darkness and the darkness was defeated and it be because it was your sitting here today. That's why. So in the context 
of that celebration, which we'll do today after the liturgy, listen closely to what is said. Listen closely to what is said and who is praised. And we praise them because we don't want to forget them because we understand, again, if we understand our faith, that if darkness would have won, we would be living in darkness today. That's not an exaggeration. That's history. They crucified Jesus. Do you think, do you think that the devil has lessened in his fervency to destroy the light? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. We have found him. Listen to this. It's very powerful. Just listen. We have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus Christ. Men steep deeply in scripture, steep deeply in their tradition, who took what their fathers gave them, comprehended it, understood it, and made it their own. This is why they were qualified to be called. And this, my brothers and sisters in Christ, listen to what I'm saying. The time is coming. This, my brothers and sisters in Christ, is also the depth and the measure of your calling in Christ as well. Through the prayers of our Holy Fathers, Lord Jesus Christ our God, have mercy on us and save us. Amen.